Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu roleplay game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Okay, folks, tonight we are going to try once again to do the same sort of thing we did last night, game on the fly. Uh, so here goes. Uh, the scenario is called Too Far North. It started, uh, I started writing it about an hour and a half ago, so if it's any good, it's pure luck, not talent. I am the Game Master, and this is a one-shot. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. A number of Miskatonic professors were chatting one day about the faraway places, those places that remain unexplored, and what might be found there. One of those professors was the esteemed Dr. Stephen Dewey, who had headed a number of expeditions before to remote places in Australia and Africa. What he was now proposing was a much smaller expedition to find one of the lost tribes of the far north, up to Alaska, up past the Yukon, to a place few men had ever traveled. The only evidence he had for the existence of this tribe were a few testimonies passed down from other members of the New World Anthropological Society. Now it could be said that university professors and their students have better things to do. But it was summer, and their academic hearts held the courage that it would take to act as explorers. So you guys are all there in the conference room. Uh, you have brought in two uh, mountaineer survivalists to discuss your impending trip. Uh, gentlemen, thank you all for coming. Um, since I'm the, uh, the one who gathered everybody, you might... Uh, go a bit of way of, uh, of introduction. I am uh, Dr. Dewey, as you are aware, um, part of the anthropology department here at the at Miskatonic University. And uh, you have quite the array of uh, people with uh, special interests in fields. So if you would all wouldn't mind introducing yourselves to, to everybody else, uh, starting with you, uh, Mr. Frisk. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I'm Simon Frisk. Um, the uh, U.S. government is, is actually putting a little money in on this project. Uh, if indeed uh, Professor Dewey is correct and that there is an unattributed uh, tribe or sect of natives in, in this area, then the government's very interested in getting them registered, recognized, uh, et cetera, uh, finding out what they speak and uh, whether they pay taxes and all the other things that come with being part of the American territories. Should be a good journey. Uh, I'm glad we have some men who are uh, used to the territory. As uh, Mr. Benning. The Mountaineer. You get to introduce yourself, uh, <laughs> George. Well, I've uh, been around quite a bit up north. I've loved hiking the, the mountains. I've actually made it my career. I take various groups in and around the areas. Um, I'm relatively familiar with the Midlands in Alaska down south. I have some experience up north, not as much, uh, though, uh, as some, but uh, I can get groups around quite well throughout the terrain. 
And Mr. Greenwood. Even though I'm a lot younger than George here, we go way back. And we're partners in crime. And we're here to make sure you get from point A to point B and back safe. We're experts at this. Well, I'd be uh, admitting that your partners in crime maybe not be the wisest thing to do in front of Mr. Frisk. Of course. <laughs> I'm assuming that was entirely metaphorical, Greenwood. Of course, of course, Mr. Of course. Frisk. You know, we do uh, we do tax uh, gold uh, recovery mining operations mm. in the territory. A reminder. And last but certainly not least, uh, Dr. Monroe. Thank you for saving best till last, Dr. Dewey. Uh, I am Professor Monroe. I am a linguistics professor here at Miskatonic. Uh, you know, I am highly esteemed. Everyone loves me because I study the languages people do not want to, the exotic ones. That is why I am, have been brought onto this. The Inuit language is very beautiful. It is close to my heart, so that is why I'm here. So uh, gathering all of your stuff together, you head for the airport and uh, you board a plane. Uh, there may be connections. I'm not sure how the process would be, but ultimately it takes you as far as Fairbanks, Alaska. From Fairbanks, Alaska, you have to catch uh, a, a Yukon train, which takes you all the way to Fort Yukon. From that point on, uh, you're kind of on your own. You've got horses and you've got pack mules, um, but you are now heading north across country. It's the summer, so the temperature is not too bad. It's maybe in the 50s. Uh, at night, it gets cold, but it's not snowy. Uh, there's snow on the high mountains, but uh, it's actually stunningly beautiful. Uh, we'll say that you are now maybe three days into it as you are traveling. Uh, what would you guys like to do? We'll say that it's uh, mid midday. Well, I'll, I'll uh, maybe uh, go fishing. Maybe get some uh, get some fresh food for the folks from the university. They just haven't had salmon until they've had good Alaskan salmon. Yeah, they're New Englanders out of New England. George, smell that air. It's fresh. You'll never get uh, tired of it. Yes, yes, yes. You two keep chatting about that. I am not too fussed. But your salmon doesn't sound uh, to my liking. I have to be, I'm very particular with my food, you see. Me too. I mean, do you, but uh, <laughs> have you tried the pemmican? No, I have not. <laughs> I don't think we're in. I have reached the point of food of desperation quite yet, Professor. Pemmican is a, an acquired taste. I'm sure it is, Mr. Greenwood. It's the hell of a starvation, is my opinion. Not much else. I mean, perhaps, uh, Professor Monroe, is this uh, is this trip not to your uh, romantic sensibilities? This is no uh, Jack London uh, to build a fire, of course, but uh, it's exciting all the same, wouldn't you say? It is 
It is exciting, but we haven't reached the crunch point yet. That thing that pulls me in. So far, it is boring with Greenwood's... Greenwood doesn't even emanate anything for me. And I'm going to leave just a gr- and get firewood. A grumpy old man. Uh, so, Monroe, uh, are there good dictionaries for Eskimo? Oh, uh, no, not really. We have various some um, uh, texts that are written within, and uh, you've got to be very careful with the pronunciations um, because you could end up saying something completely different and you could offend someone. So you've got to right. be very careful. So if we do come across any natives, you, uh, you should let me speak because uh, we don't want to offend anyone. Well, we want I don't like things... to offend people, you see. We certainly want to keep things very clear. Uh, that's a priority. Exactly. So Louis has gone, uh, Louis has gone uh, looking for a wood. And uh, George is moved over to a place where there's a nice low, uh, uh, you know, a little river and lake. And he has got his fishing out. Uh, it's probably yeah. running with both salmon. Oh, you're doing it with a knife. Um, you can jump into the water and stab those fish. Uh, there, there are probably salmon and trout aplenty in this river. Um, Louis, uh, as you are looking about uh, finding lots and lots of uh, loose wood and stuff like that, um, you suddenly get like tingles up the back of your neck. Like like you're being watched. My hand's on the handle of my hatchet. Okay. Uh, What is everyone else doing? Petit foie and uh, <laughs> appetizers. <laughs> well, well, uh, I brought this portable chess set, Monroe. If you're good for a game, or you uh, frisk. Oh yes, I am good for a game. So so you've, kind in... of, you've kind of set up next to the little lake, and you're. Um, oh, I've got a journal. I'm making cartographic notes. Uh, I do a little sketching. I, there is, I can't well, imagine anything more irritating than trying to play chess with Monroe, so that's out. As you are as you are sitting there, uh, the the area is fairly warm. the uh, The environment is so beautiful. There is suddenly a screaming roar, and Lewis. As you're standing there with the hackles on the back of your neck raised up, something comes out of the bush very close to you. And you are pretty, I mean, you're, in that instant, you realize that it is a bear. And he is five feet from you. Coming, All right. Coming straight for you. Oh, it's rushing me down. It's oh, yeah. He was watching its... you. He's taking okay. the opportunity. You failed your spot hidden. <laughs> brown okay. or black? Uh, probably brown. 
Oh God, good luck. <laughs> or more grizzled than there I are, there are trees all around you. Too, I'm gonna so. climb a tree. I'm gonna scamper up a tree. Okay. Um do a climb. Uh well, yeah. Yeah, do it, do a climb. All right. Bendings, is that how you get away from Holy shit! And I rolled a hard. You rolled I, a hard? They, I thought they could climb. Yeah. Can't they not climb? I rolled a four. Jesus. <laughs> Time to roll up a new... So this bear comes out of the uh, out of the bush. It it roars forward, which scares you to death. Um, you wrap your arm around the tree and start to climb. But the thing grabs a hold of your foot and yanks you out of the tree. At that point, everybody knows what's going on. Uh, George, you're not that far away. What the heck? All right. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bear. It's got a Louis. What? What did we pay these gentlemen for? He's, what is going on? So I'll, Oh, I'll, my God. I'll head over uh, uh, quickly to the vicinity of Louis. I'm going to sheath my hunting knife. I don't think my revolver is going to do really any good against a bear, though. So I'll just... Uh, it's not a huge bear, but it is a bear. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bennings, do something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where's a 306 be... when you need one? I'll One's on the, my rifle's on the mule. I would know that, right? Yeah, of course. I'm going to. As Louis is screaming, my rifle's on the mule. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we journeyed here. I'm guessing I would have tied it. I'll head to the mule quickly. I don't think my handgun's going to do anything to that an animal of that size, but the sound of it. We're going to die, and we're going to die, and we haven't even got into the bulk of this expedition. We all die, Monroe. I'm going to just fire once into the air to see if it distracts the beast. Do a luck roll. We all remember that I had a great luck roll. Yeah. 89 for 45. Okay. Uh, the, the, the animal at this point is sort of in uh, a bit of a frenzy mode, so it's not paying attention to your, your shooting over its head. Fortunately for Lewis at the moment, it's grabbed a hold of his boot. Uh, it's, it's brought your foot towards its mouth, and it is clamping down on your boot. Uh, but you aren't physically injured yet, but it is going to start to drag you back into the woods if somebody doesn't do something. I'm going to do something right now. Have I gotten to that rifle yet? Sure. Oh, yeah. And you did pack it for easy pulling out, right? It's not of bundled course. heavily. Thank goodness. <laughs> I pull this out and I'll take a headshot. Okay. Are oh, you going to do it from where you are? Or are you going to run over there and do it? Um. How how close am I? Uh, well, you got the, the the gun. You're probably now about 20, 30 feet away. Oh, oh, that's a short range shot for a rifle. Yeah. Okay. I'll just stand my ground, aim at its head, and go ahead and roll. All right. Shoot at it, man. Kill it. Nothing can go wrong. Oh God Almighty. I'm I may not like the young lad, but he can't die yet. We need him. Okay, dice. Be nice. Be no Ooh. Oh, that's the wrong one. There you go. Okay, guys. Don't fail me now. Ah, yes. 
standard hit, 35. Okay, so is that a 30, uh, 30 or a 45? Oh, this, this rifle, uh, it's a 30 6 It's a powerful hunting rifle. Okay, uh, so 1d8 plus 1d6 plus 3? 1d8, 1d6 plus 3. There's a d6. And a hex and a d8 as a d8. All right. Four, three, that's seven, and plus three, you said? Yeah. So that's 10 damage. Okay. Uh, you, um, we'll say that your bullet hits it right in the forehead, um, which is suddenly splattered with blood. It releases Louie. Uh, it screams in, uh, in terror and agony, and it turns to run back into the forest. And as it turns, it gets maybe 20 feet away from you, Louie, and drops to the ground heavily and uh, is twitching. Right. So I was knocked on my ass. I was scampering backwards. And as soon as I see it drop dead, I'm just going to lie down in the dirt. Okay. Excellent shot, Mr. Bennings. Well Thanks, done, George. Bennings. I'm going to give you, Louie, one hit point of damage just from where it was twisting your leg. Sounds well good. done, Bennings. Great shot. Are you okay, Louie? Louis. Louis I've, I've been Louis. better, but everything's going to go swimmingly from here on out. Oh, yeah. It could happen it, to anyone. It better. It better go swimmingly. So, uh, is a creature like that good eating, Bennings? Shame to let the carcass like that go to waste. Ah, uh, well, never tried it before, I suppose. We got the fire ripping and roaring. We can go see. Oh, I'm going to warn you, bear meat smells. Yeah, we're not quite that desperate yet. Maybe we should just let it be. It smells, but it is tasty. It's very <laughs> gamey. <laughs> Well, if, if anybody knows how to dress the damn thing, uh, otherwise we should probably drag it off before it attracts other predators. I mean, one or the other, cook it or. How how far away is the bear corpse to our camp? We like hundred. Probably probably about fifty feet. Oh, that's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to leave that there to draw. Yeah how how heavy is this? Is how big is this like a. Just a couple hundred pound guy? So it's a we... couple of hundred pounds. Oh, so this is a little little guy. Okay, yeah, we could, yeah, a couple of us could drag that out of here. Yeah, we should probably. That's all this good meat going to waste, though. Maybe we I should. I mean, I got some firewood, so if we want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll hack it up. Let's drag it a hundred feet, if you could help me, Louie. Actually, yeah, I don't know about your, your ankle. You might want to rest an hour or two. Well, we should stay in the tree line now and, and hawk it up on one of those trees so we can drain the blood there. And then maybe we should move camp. Because yeah. no matter what we do with this thing, there's going to be a lot of carrying around. For, yes, we, we need to be safe. I do not want to be getting attacked by more of those bears. Did it look, uh, it, does it, what kind of specimen is it? It's summer. It should be fat and happy and not desperate to tug on a man. Yeah, um, it looks it looks healthy. Um, not necessarily fat, fat, but um, the way the whole thing played out, at least from Lewis's point of view, it was, Lewis must have just gotten too close to where it was 
And it just took the opportunity. If it had the opportunity to bring down something, it'll do it. Right. And if we're pretty far off the beaten track, then it might not be real smart about humans and what we, yeah, what a menace we are. Yeah, there is, as far as you know, there is no beaten track out here. Um, yeah, squishy track. Uh, are the horses and mules real spooked by all this? They were spooked a little bit when the bear roared, but they're tied up pretty, pretty, pretty well. That's good. We could have had a, we could have lost half of our supplies. Or at least had to go and, you know, drag them back. Uh, all right. So if we haul this, we could get a rope around this thing, haul it up and gut it. Then we'll see whether it stinks too bad to eat. Uh, and either way, maybe two of us should go ahead and look for a camp on the other side of a waterway or something where it won't smell out like fresh kill. I mean, does that make sense, Greenwood, Bennings? That yeah. sounds good to me. Uh, I'm going to get the fire going and then use a, a bandage to stop the swelling on my ankle. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It didn't get through your boot? Nope. Thank God for American leather. American leather. You got that right. Yep. Yes, I believe you. So mm -hmm. did you want to, while, while Lewis and George are working on the, the bear, um, did, did some of you want to scout ahead and see if you could find a place? Uh, there is a the lake in the river. Um, if you tried to cross it, it would be pretty dangerous. Of course, the water is icy cold. Um, but um, you could maybe hike a mile or so farther down the or up the river um, towards the mountains, find a spot. Uh, I don't know what yeah. you want to do. I think, you know, again, I, this is going to make a big mess and uh, the animals around here, I mean, maybe the scent of fire will keep them away, but I wouldn't mind moving uphill a little bit. Well, uh, it, it'll take a while for the animal carcass to start to decay. Um, by then, the animals would all be coming here and you would be quite a ways north. Right, but fresh blood might appeal to something uphill. Uh, maybe. Beddings, are there wolves this far? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I imagine the smell of a bear will attract a pack of wolves from pretty far off. So we'll cook some of it. And, I'll, you know, I'll take uh, Dewey, who's not limping. Uh, you, can, you can babysit Monroe. And um, we'll just, you know, walk up, look for a nice, dry, tufty place where we can make a second camp away from the mess. Is that good for you, Dewey? That works for me. Um, yeah. Louis, you can do a, a first aid. Sure. And if you pass, you get the hit point back. Got it. Cool. I am up, and I'd love to go with you, Frisk, the scout out ahead. Shouldn't go alone. Oh, that's good for me as well. So George is going to dress the the bear by himself. Oh, or is yeah. Alistair going to help? I I, no, I don't want to get my hands <laughs> dirty. That is a peasant job. I got this. I got this. It's all good. Okay. 
And I can't believe that you used the bear attack to try to cheat on me, Alistair. I distinctly remember your pawn was here. I would never do such a thing. I am an honest gentleman, Dewey. You are surely mistaken. It was there all along. Just because I'm going to beat you, Dewey. All right. So you guys, yeah, the three of you head a little farther north. Uh, you're following the, the river. Um, there is animal. I mean, you 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 can you can see evidence of animals everywhere. There's eagles flying up overhead. Um, you hear the squawking of uh, crow, uh, which uh, it, it's it's funny because you're kind of in a little bit of a valley, and every time the crows make their caw noise, it almost sounds like the mountains are laughing at you. Um, at, at first, it you know you you know what it is, but after a while, it just sounds a little too laughing at you to 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 make you feel happy. Um, Native folk around here worship crow, don't they? I believe oh. so. Now, are we seeing any signs of human habitation at all? Nothing. So it might very well be a complete goose chase. Uh, was there any aerial sighting? Is that how this started, Dewey? No, there's some other fellows from the uh, World Anthropod Anthropogic. Oh my God, Anthropological Association, who had mm. been up here, and there had been uh, some tribal rumors of uh, of another group of uncontacted people up here. Got it. Well, maybe they keep very much themselves. Maybe they have strange habits. Yes, yeah, so it may be that uh, they've already seen us and have begun moving away. Who knows? Should leave some track. Maybe there's a little pocket valley or something, and that's why these people have gone unrecognized. Uh... Greenwood. Yes. Come look at this. I, I think I've, there's something in the in the mud here by the by the lake. I'll walk on over. Lightly there, limping. As you um as you get there and you look down, there is there is something that looks like a track. Uh, there's a lot of grass, and you can see that there's places where the grass has been mashed down. Uh, but quite distinctly, next to the river, you see a very odd-looking indentation. Um, it it it's it's fairly large, maybe about the size of a, a human foot, um, but it's not shaped like a human foot. It's almost like it's almost like whatever it was stepped on tree branches and pushed the tree branches into the mud, but then picked the tree branches up and took them with them. Um, it's very odd, almost, uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Like it had multiple 
bars. It doesn't look natural. Like a like a duck's foot. Well, except that it's it's got more digits, mm-hmm. and some of them are thicker than others, and some of them are longer than others. You're not sure if they're clawed or not, but there's at least seven that you can see. I'm mean, seven right. in that one print. Um, Dr. Dewey, I'm fairly confident at tracking. If you'd like me to give it a go, you can follow uh, these tracks. Yeah, it's, it's the, uh, well, it's the first sign of anything so far. This, uh, the same know, we're, we're out here I've looking for, for people after all, and these, <laughs> I don't know, it could be something. Yeah, you might be able to name a new animal. Louie, if you don't mind, uh, a new new animal. Yeah, I've never seen any tracks like this. Mighty bizarre looking, I tell you. It's not natural. I think we're far apart, George. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got very good eyes, too. <laughs> Are you okay? Good shot. You're chatting to yourself. Well, I guess you're chatting to the dead bear there, but are you, are you okay? I, If you're not, I don't want you to be near me. Wow. So that one, it's not symmetrical. It's not so symmetrical. Does it have a, a matching like pair? It looks like, like if, there the right was, if there was a matching pair, it, it might have been in the edge of the water. You can mm-hmm. see where the gravel and stuff has been pushed down, but the water's there. So it it filled in with water and probably silt and stuff like that. Got it. You also think that there might have been others behind it, except that it's all grass. So they didn't, it's just mashed down places of grass. Uh, you know, uh, it's a, it reminds me a little bit of a snowshoe print if it, if it was handmade. Maybe it's marshy or boggy enough back here that they wear some sort of primitive snowshoe all year long. So they don't sink in a in a marshy patch. It seems maybe the right depth to be the weight of a human being. Or even heavier. It might have been really soft mud, though. I will place my own foot next to it. How does it compare? It's bigger. Bigger than your foot. Oh, wow. Quite fearsome, whatever this is. It yeah. it could just be some weird indentation from some trees, or but but where are the branches? They're, they're not there. Anymore. Right, we're right near the water. I don't see any trees nearby. Yeah, even if something fell out and then was... It doesn't look like it was dragged. It looks like it was pressed in. So, George, you are cutting up the the bear. Uh, you've done a good job. You've uh, you've seared some of the meat uh, to bring with you. the The air is filled with the smoke. Well, it's not that bad. I mean, you you're used to gamey sort of meat. Um, there is suddenly a noise behind you, and as you turn. There are two uh, uh, tribal men uh, dressed like in Eskimo clothing. And uh, they seem to have stopped a few feet, uh, 10 feet from you. 
And you get the impression that they're sort of asking your permission to come forward where you are. Yeah, I'll, I'll step back and welcome them in. I okay. greet them. I bow I, very respectfully. Okay. Um, they, they come up. They come up. They, they look at the work that you've been doing. And uh, uh, one of them says something. Do you, do you have any illusion or anything like that? French. All right. So you don't you don't understand. Um, he 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 says things, but he's making a motion like uh, you get the impression it's like, uh, who are you? Why are you here? I, I imagine that's the question that he would ask. Um, Is anybody he, with George? You okay back there? Oh yeah, linguist. Um, Are you okay back there? Pro Professor uh, Monroe, uh, if you could get over here, it would be Sorry, very helpful. I was, just, I was just clearing up the chess game. There's um, a, and then I heard some commotion. There, there's a, a couple people here from ah. around. You might be able to assist in communicating. Oh, yes. I, um, don't worry. I will, I will hand over spendings. You go back to your whatever you were doing they're uh, they're looking at you very suspiciously well yeah i do probably i still have a tie on underneath all my they're they're looking at the professor suspiciously or both of you yes okay uh, he hello I, I speak in you speak our language i yes i do i have spent a long time learning and adapting who are you why are you here i am professor alistair monroe we are on an expedition a small one to travel far north we don't understand what that means uh we've never seen white people here in this oh, part of the world oh i do yes it must be uh unusual um because not many travel this far um we are trying to learn more about you and the far north we heard there's possibly a tribe that we haven't got on our records we know quite a bit but we heard there was another tribe further north and we wanted to go as far north as we could to locate this tribe and learn from them um, he looks at you and he he points towards the left and he says, Kopamiut. Uh, and he points this way and he says, Mackenzie. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and then he points directly north and he's like, I wouldn't go that way. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go? that far enough uh, what tell me about it tell me what's up there if... there is there is another tribe but the tribes here don't speak with them they don't worship the same gods that we worship uh okay um are they dangerous 
what day? We don't know. We're you, told you, to no stay away. Oh, no community. Do you know anyone within your tribes that have spoken or seen this other tribe? Chaak, our uh, our tribal chief. Ah, Chaak. Uh, is it possible to speak to your tribal chief? Um, he he points and he makes signs. He's like, you see these two, the peaks here? Yes. Our tribe is between those two peaks. Um, about uh, an hour's walk from here. Okay. Um, is it possible you are going back that way, or, you, or are you on other? Do you need help? He points to the 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 bear. This is a lot of food. Oh. Uh, we... You can help yourself. Well, Bennings is only taking a small ration, but you can help yourself to be. Uh... So he says to his companion, he says, "Let's let's take this." Yeah. So they they just start working on that. Well, uh, meanwhile, uh, Professor, if you could explain to them that we did not kill this uh, bear out of aggression, but purely as defense, it was attacking us. Bennings. Obviously, uh, I don't think they're fussed about it. It is food, a source for them. They will not care how we killed it. Mm, okay. For for a man of the mountains, or whatever you call yourself, you don't seem to be very smart in this kind of uh, aspect. I, I think we should. A lot of tribes respect uh, respecting nature and just hunting for game. The, these good. two wanted access to the bear. I don't think they care much for. Well, it's dead now out of practicality. True. Yes. <laughs> so the other three of you, um, what are you guys doing? Well, I'm curious about uh, this track. Um, and I, I, I think given that the days are very long, I mean, they're dim. But right, the sun is going. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, uh, and we know that whatever Bennings is doing with that carcass is going to take a bit. I I think we could, uh, with uh, under advisement from both of you, Greenwood and Dewey. I think it's worth trying to find more of these tracks and see if they are made by people. If even if we found a few of them next to each other and knew it was a biped, that would tell us something. Uh, and I can, uh, you know, I have a little experience in tracking as well. So between us, maybe we can figure it out. Okay, do some tracking rules as you guys are looking around the grass. Oh, humble. Yeah, just a regular. I somehow managed a regular success. <laughs> my uh, what, did, what did you get, Simon? I got a 55 for my 36, oh. so. Okay. Um, well, Tra tragic but dr dewey you're looking around and you you do see at least i mean you don't, don't see any clear prints like that one again but you do see places in the in the grass like i say places where it's mashed down going in the direction of the north
Uh, I think I found some this way. Look. And do, and do they appear bipedal? Um, well, there's a place where there's three of them together. The three and it's just just mashes of grass. Um, and then it, it doesn't seem to follow a pattern. It's not like boom, 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 boom. It's, it's almost as if something was here and then it was over here and then it was over here without anything in between. Maybe instead of the, my snow or mud shoe idea, maybe there's something like a, maybe there's an injured party with a cast or somebody using sort of cane it, because the pattern isn't sensible. But there's a pattern. There's enough of this. The grass is visibly bruised. It's not. You can see the bruising goes northward. Oh. I mean, your idea is as good as mine, uh, Mr. Frisk. It's pretty curious, but it doesn't seem, if anything, the irregularity makes it seem more like human marks than an animal. Yeah, they're wearing some funny shoes. Yeah. Uh, are we, maybe what, they come down to this lake for some reason, some purpose, some ceremonial purpose, perhaps. Maybe just to uh, collect water. Yeah, fish water. Uh, there could be some some leaping, or like some like a dance of sorts, perhaps. Or maybe two or three of them, because the surface is so irregular. I mean, it's obviously not a trail or a path. It's just some one or group ventured out. Maybe because it's a group, they're stepping on each other's tracks a little bit, and that's why it's so regular. Um, I would like to find a drier, higher place to, to set up. So let's follow them up a little lo longer, not get lost in the woods. You... Um... You head up sort of a, a rolling hill uh, uh, that's in the opposite direction of the river. And uh, the chaparral sort of, you know, flattens out. They're, the bushes are low and all of that. And you can see all the way back down to the river and quite a long way down the valley. Do spot hiddens for me. Can we see our ca earlier campfire? That's what we are. I rolled another fumble. Okay. I have a hard success, though. L Lewis is just staring at his foot, <laughs> <laughs> thinking how lucky you were not to have your leg ripped off. Uh, yeah, you can see the campfire off in the distance, and you're not sure, but you think you probably have binoculars. Um, mm -hmm. You probably, if you, if you look, you can see that there are two other people there. Oh, looks oh. like they uh, they made some friends. Right. Uh, let's stick a little post here just as a marker in case we do come back. And You think they know what those tracks are? They would know? We couldn't? No idea. I just think if we have unknown visitors, we should hustle back down there and not leave the smaller component of our party alone with strangers. Oh, George can handle himself. Yes, I, I think that's a that's a Excellent idea, Frisk. Let's 
I mean, we've found uh -huh. a spot that's suitable, so we're that part is done. We can look for more of these tracks when the sun comes up or gets back around to a more up place. Actually, Dr. Dewey, if you could sketch that track, maybe you can show it to our visitors. Well, I will give it a shot with my O5 and drawing. No, a 70 is not an O5. You could spend less. So I've got... Let <laughs> 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 me just spend 65 points. Uh, this is my... Uh... They look something like this, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's close <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right. Um, sorry, I was looking something up. What what did you just roll for? Oh, see if you Lewis Lewis said you should try drawing those tracks to show the show the people by the fire, and I rolled a seventy against O five, so I drew this. Okay, drawing. All right, so you guys are heading back towards the your, your previous fire. All right, so it takes you maybe 15 minutes to walk back. And by the time you've walked back, uh, George and uh, Alistair are probably getting ready to come in your direction and join you. They were waiting for your signal or for you to come back. So you you see them coming back. Um, ah. The... Uh, the uh, the uh, Eskimo are not perturbed. They're not afraid of you, and they're not shocked or surprised as you guys come joining them. They're just they're busy cutting up the bear meat. Ah, Frisk, uh, Dewey, Monroe, Greenwood. who are yeah, who are our guests? Uh, some some locals. Um, they gave us some delightful information. Um, they said not to go too far north. Basically, not to go any further uh, but they did say uh, neither of the local two tribes uh, speak to this third tribe so they know it exists um but their tribal leader chak knows how, well has seen or spoken to they weren't uh, quite specific about that so i said maybe we could go speak to him and they pointed towards the peaks over there and that's where their tribe is so if we go over there, they said it's about an hour walk. So if we go over there, we can talk to this Chak and learn more about this other tribe. Did they, uh, do they have a name for those folks? The other tribe? No, they did not give me one. They didn't really know a lot because they are not allowed to go near that area. They don't know what they look like and things like that. So I wouldn't think they have a name. They might have a name, a nickname. But I don't know. Mm. I so can ask if you want. Yeah, and they're going to help clean up the bear. That's uh, yeah. That's, that's I, good. I made sure we, we have enough uh, bear meat for a couple meals for each of us, and the rest of it's for them. Yeah, it does smell rough, doesn't it? Yeah, that's interesting. It'll cook up well. I mean, it's a healthy animal. Uh. Uh. uh I'm going to do two minutes of off-camera comedy where I introduce through Monroe the American government to these people and explain to them that we own all of this. And uh, and I don't, just out of 
being a dick to you because I don't like you, Frisk. I don't <laughs> like Greenwood. I don't like anyone here. So I'm uh, going to basically not translate what you're saying to me properly. Probably for the best. So what are you going to translate it as? I am going to say a similar thing as to what I was saying. And when he goes like, we own all of this, um, he's uh, he's actually saying that he wants to get to know you. He wants to give you a, a hug. So if you, that's what he means by, it's our body language for hug. So do you know what a hug is? Oh, yeah, they know. So yes, they, they go, smile. Hug him. They smile and they start walking towards Fisk, their arms out like this to give him a big hug. All right. Native stuff. Great. That, yes. Friendly folk first. And they, they say basically, uh, you're welcome. Uh, uh, it's, it's a big, big world. It is. It's, it's very, very nice up here. Uh, uh, yes, ask them a, we saw what we think might have been a some sort of tr human track made with a boot or shoe that's shaped i don't know like a it doesn't look much like that sharper you you tell them that yes i tell them they they look at each other like we don't understand and and dr dewey you show them the picture <laughs> yeah they you say a foot? Yes, they say a foot, yes. They look at each other and this look of fear comes over their their faces. And uh they, they're just like, like no 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 what no. is wrong? Like what this. is wrong? My accent has changed. I do not know what is going Saba on. Sabaakak. Sabaakak. Saba what? Sabaakak. Oh. The devil. Oh yes, oh yes. Sorry, my translation went wrong. Wrong. Um, uh, and they they immediately start gathering their stuff together quickly. Excuse me, I I, I know that you are afraid by this, but um, are you going back to your tribe? Could you take us with you? We don't. And they mean they you. just sort of physically indicate. Come on, we want to go. Okay. Uh, if we want to go back to their tribe, we have to leave now. And they, uh, they don't really wait for you. Either. They just start going, so you'll have well, to catch up. And... Well, gentlemen, this is what we came here for, so let's uh, let's get a move on. Um, All right, I'll snuff out what, the fire. Because I haven't actually told them yet. Uh, what, they, what they were saying and what has made them so scared is the devil. Mm. But this, this so, is getting late, though, isn't it? I mean, we're camped out and it's getting dark soon? Probably. It's it's the summer in the Arctic, so it's never going to get completely oh, dark. Oh, God, yeah, okay. That, um, that's why if we follow them now, Bennings. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so I'll start breaking down camp. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Yeah, we'll, yeah. I'll get the, the mules too. ready. Right, and we have a direction for them, so even if they get out of sight, they can we can follow their tracks and we know what roughly where they're going. I think it sounds uh, sounds like a good idea to be closer to a known encampment that we can communicate with, from which we can head out yeah. when we're rested. I'm a good right. tracker. You guys are too. We'll, we'll, you should have no problem tracking them down. 
So it takes you, you, you probably end up spreading out. Some of you start going. Um, some of you stay behind to, to sort of pull the camp together to put out the fire and, and everything like that. Um, but eventually you are heading in the direction of those, uh, uh, the valley between those two peaks. Um, and you've, the, those of you way in the front, you've, you've got those guys in, in sight. They're pretty quick. They're, they're, it's no nonsense. They're not sightseeing. They're, uh, they are used to better. Um, but after about, we'll say an hour or so, um, uh, you find yourself coming over some rocks down into a small valley, and you can see this tribe laid out. They have, uh, they look like canvas tents, uh, probably made out of animal hides and so forth. But it's a well-organized little, little village as you come into it. There are women doing women's stuff, cooking, and and uh, there are men doing men's stuff, uh, you know, with animals and uh, getting ready to cook. There's the smell of campfires. Uh, there are children running about as you come into this small village. Look at this. It's beautiful, isn't it? This is why I learn the language and the patterns and well, the culture is fantastic. And Professor Monroe is pretty sure, I mean, pretty sure that these are Copag uh, um, uh, Mute uh, tribe. Copag Mute. Yes. Copag Mute. I could not. Uh, the, Mac the Mackenzie tribe is further that way. That's going towards Canada. Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll put my my hand on your back, Monroe, and I'll say, uh, "It looks like you finally found the beauty here, out in the great outdoors." Oh yes, I did, uh, and I did it by myself. I spoke to these gentlemen. They pointed me in a direction. Mm -hmm. What use are you and Bennings? Really? Just like you led yourself out here in the wilderness these past three days, right? Oh, I'm sure me and Dewey and Frisk could have. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. This is an expedition, mind you. We are a team. None of us could succeed on our own. You must admit, right. Professor, if the bear had eaten your head, it would have been harder to communicate with the native fellows. Oh, yes, it would have been. And I do appreciate Bennings' good, keen shot and Greenwood's attempt at whatever he was doing. Um, but firewood is a relevant thing. Uh, do the villagers seem happy about the bear meat coming in? Yes. In fact, uh, Professor Monroe will tell you that the first thing the uh, the two men say to the, those who come towards him is, uh, these strangers in our, in our territory uh, killed a bear, and uh, they've given us the meat, so they are friends. We should welcome them. A good start and so you guys are pretty much ignored you know some of the kids come up and look at your very strange clothing some of them come up and pet your horses and your mules you, you, you will be fine here they uh like the two gentlemen said they they don't they haven't seen any white people before so they are uh, we are i guess 
new, exotic to them. Seem reasonably civilized. Should be able to put them into schools in a few years if they don't risk. What? No, 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 no. That's getting rid of a beauty. You can't says, get rid of that beauty. Says, says the British man. <laughs> yes, I have my own beauty. I have my own curiosities, my own thing. But this, these tribes, these exotic tribes, they have what their own they... way of living. Oh, you can't we... get rid of it. What do these folks worship for a god? I mean, these are not, haven't been ministered to, have they? Does it, does it matter? Well, well, it matters to a Christian nation that we get some minister, you know, get a mission up here and, and I indoctrinate think too them. Too small-minded, Frisk. Too small-minded. You know perfectly well, Monroe, that missionaries all over the world have, are the ones who document these primitive languages so that people like you can study them. Exactly. But we can't disturb their ecosystem. Look at no, I'm not going to get into it. No, because you'll just tell me I'm wrong and uh, and all well, that. Jazz. Instead of instead of arguing, we should either. Uh, I can't well, get I'm, used to the fact that it's always dusk here. Um, do we? Is it is it appropriate to ask to speak to their tribal elder fellow tonight? Well, they hit. They said that I could, so I am going to approach one of the gentlemen that, if I see them, the one that we saw, and ask if we could see Chuck tonight. Okay, um, he says, uh, yes, we will tell him that you uh, you killed a bear and uh, uh, shared the meat with us, so yes, we will. Uh, we will tell him. Yes, I did kill the bear, I say to them. Um, Obviously, they, you guys they, they won't know I smiles. said that. They give you smiles. <laughs> you guys won't know I said that. <laughs> no, but they know who smells like gunpowder and who doesn't. So they're like, the one who talks is a liar. The one who smells like a bear killed the bear. So um, you are sort of welcomed in. You're given a place where you can rest. Uh, your horses and mules are given some food. Uh, you are brought some uh tribal gifts which are basically food uh they want to feed you some of it is the bear meat that you yourselves uh cook the, the women have prepared it and uh some other delicacies which i i have no idea what, what they would be eating but fish probably lots of fish all all uh... I, I stick to the bear meat share with them uh like half of the salmon that i caught Okay. In return, in good faith, good gesture, goodwill. It's um, it's it's a it's a good meeting. These people seem very decent. They're, they they all have uh, you know, animal furs they're wearing, and uh, looks like there are, there's some strange kind of canvas on some of it. You're thinking maybe even like whale, uh, whale skin or something from the ocean. The ocean's quite a ways north, but. You know, these tribes probably share things with one another all over the place. So, um, so after you are there, well, maybe forty minutes or so, um, one of these men comes back to you and he says the the elder would like to speak with you. 
Ah, thank you. I will follow. Yeah, I will just share it for anyone who wants to come with me and tell them. All right. So you go in. Uh, it's a larger, you know, uh, yurt than the others that you go into. Uh, it's quite comfortable. There's lots and lots of animal furs on the floor uh, that make it warm and soft. You know, there's a central fire, small, uh, but there is a hole in the ceiling where the smoke goes out. And you are brought in. The uh, the the tribal chief shaman uh, invites you to sit. And he says, uh, we want to thank you for sharing your hunt with us. Oh, you, you are more than welcome. Why have you come to our uh, humble homes? We, we have come to your home on an expedition. Um, as we know of your tribe's existence, and we know of a Mackenzie tribe's existence, but we heard that there was possibility that far north there was a third tribe that we did not have documented. And we wanted to uh, document them, get, actually learn their culture, this third tribe's culture and mannerisms and who they are. There are some places that it is better not to go. That is the land filled with uh, sabakak, uh, devils. Um, devils. We, we, don't, devils. we don't go there. Yes. Um, um, have you seen what they look like? He uh, says, says to the other people in the, the tent, he says, go outside. So they, they go out, and he clears away one of the furs in front of him. And in the dirt in front of him, he makes a mark that looks very similar to the footprint. Uh, my men said that you saw this in the, the mud. It's my colleagues here. Um, Dewey yes, who is in charge um... of our expedition. You you do a much better job at capturing it than I than I've managed to. These are devils. They come from the sky. They uh, rain down death upon the land. Uh, they live in caves in the mountains to the north, and uh, people who have traveled too close, never come back. Yeah, so they are a cannibalistic tribe? We don't know what happens to the people, but we know that they are not part of uh, uh, Agugook's uh, world. Okay. He did not create them. He created so are... this world, but he did not create these things. So they're a tribe of another realm, is what you'll get well in the spiritual sense. Yes. I would I would suggest you, you turn around and go home. 
Monroe, are you pre presenting this mostly verbatim to the best? Yeah, of I am. Day? I I am loosely translating back to you guys what I am saying. Um, but uh, out of it's go on, curious. I mean, culturally speaking, this this tribe, this this other tribe up north that doesn't have much contact, just they kind of take on a, a pseudo religious cast in a sense, like part of the greater religious mythology of some kind of divine or in this case demonic figure. That's rather fascinating. I would rather I would quite like to to go and and see for myself, meet these people up north. I would I too. They, um I, I, Wonder how what they translate that, like. or you guys are having a. I yeah. do not translate that because it will just spook the man mm -hmm. more, and I want to keep in their good books. So, so are they birds or devils or people? What I think they these are, from what I gather, they are humans, but they come from a different spiritual plane from the tribes here. So they are normal people, but they worship a different god in a way. But is what you I'm just getting. said, you just translated that they can fly. Well, it's a, a metaphorical sense, I guess. Lewis, you don't really, you don't really believe that. I mean, there's all sorts of religious beliefs about people being able to fly or float or teleport or do all manner of miracles and magic. You know, I'd be well, inclined just to believe you, but I, I saw those tracks and they were very sporadic. Yes, but <laughs> I I would say it might have been how they fashioned a shoe. People, different cultures fashion a shoe very differently. It might be their way to uh, get across the rough terrain. He, he maybe starts to climb. He he starts talking again, and he says, um, "All that is good comes from the earth, where." the creation of Agugus. But evil comes from the sky. There are lights in the sky. There are phantoms in the sky. And the phantoms are devils and they trick men. We have many stories about uh, Kangla of Geeks, the raven, and his interaction with these sorts of things. This is fascinating. It's all, it's all very, this mythology comes yes. out and everything that he's saying. This is, this is very fascinating. I certainly I wish... do. And Monroe, you have plenty of work to do here just on this mythology yes, uh, and should I... prepare our future or ongoing exploration while we're here though of course i want to go up and see these folk for myself might be a disease that they have that makes them shunned by the other locals uh, you know one Possibly. of the academics like you look down at those of us at the bureau of indian affairs but we've been talking to these savages for hundreds of years in one fashion or another and often the names they give for the next tribe over is an insult so-and-so you know, will call the next people the no-noses because they don't look right, or somebody else will call somebody else the black feet, but that's not what they call themselves. They all call themselves the people, but you know, then they hate each other's guts across a river valley or a swamp or some such. So These are not savages. 
They are civilized people. They just have a different way of living that is not the same as us. They still thrive. Uh, civilized is a, a matter of, I guess, personal experience. Uh, Can you not you know, see uh, around you? See oh, how they thrive? No, I have every civilized. respect for these natives, uh, but they do need a missionary up here and eventually to get a flush toilet because that's civilization. I mean, we all know that. Again, we can. We Dude, can. This is why I didn't want. Well, I, I in case you, in case you weren't aware, Monroe, uh, the United States is in a little bit of an economic bind, and so it's not like the university could could fund this all on its own. And I mean, Frisk is providing a service to the American people uh, in his work in the Bureau of Indian Affairs, making sure that. Um, diplomatic channels and these sorts of things are are handled officially as a representative of the government so and we're modern americans we're not sending a custer up here to wipe these people out we just need to give them first and last christian names and get them baptized so that we can make them tax peg citizens then then you ruin that you know what whatever i say won't get through to you so we let agree me just about go back thing. to some we should we should know who those people are and exactly. And we, we That's can agree what I was going to loop back. You on about deformities, not necessary. They might not necessarily have deformities. They could. It could be their garments, as I was talking about, uh, with their shoes and how they dress. They could just look odd to the other tribes, but how they survive a bear is completely different to how they would survive over here. So it's possible they just seem, it's like if someone was to dress in a bear skin and start crawling around and all that, it would look odd, wouldn't it? And create That's some wrong. kind I'm, of aura. I'm really curious to hear how, how Lewis thinks that they, they managed to fly. Wings, obviously. Well, there's some pretty good peyote out and abouts in the southern parts, maybe. Yeah. Maybe if you... Maybe, maybe, maybe there's the mysterious there. Arctic cactus. <laughs> yeah. I'm surrounded by Pioneer. I think it's a Mexican. Like, like I said, <laughs> farther, farther south. But maybe there's something around here that way might farther south. Surrounded by fools and idiots. I tell I, you. I, I agree with George. I'm curious to find out how they fly. Let's go north. He um. Uh, we're the, like it's right. the shaman wants to give you a blessing. Uh, on your journey, you've told him that you're going to leave, and uh, he wants to make sure that your supplies are replenished. And I uh, think, but he he tells you you really should go. You either go I, either go south or go uh, east uh, towards uh, the Mackenzie tribe, but don't go I, north. I understand, Chuck, but I know it might be difficult for you to comprehend us going into their land but we are curious and we want to know what is beyond there as they say curiosity killed the seal I don't <laughs> <laughs> but is it possible <laughs> um, I relay this to be other if we spend a few hours here uh, so that myself and my colleague could take notes on your mythos your mythology you, you are you are like welcome to. to rest here as long as you need to. 
Um, I we would just like to take notes on your mythology, you, what you were speaking about, your being, your. Yes, we will tell you our stories if that's what Thank you, you want. Indeed. So indeed, that's what you do. You stay at least for a few hours. Maybe you take a sleep or rest, whatever. It's always difficult during the day, but it's always day now. So um, I give some of the children some of the delicious butterscotch candies I brought, which I find is generally useful among less civilized types to get the children on your side. Ah. <sighs> What do they teach these people? <laughs> so, I mean, you you glean from that that uh, Agogoch is their creator god. And he, there's lots and lots of stories about uh, Kanglaga geeks, uh, Raven, uh, cultural hero um, for most of the tribes in the north. He's the benevolent transformer figure who helps the people and shapes their world for them. Uh, but at the same time, he's also a trickster character, and many illusion stories about Raven have to do with his frivolous and poorly thought out behavior, getting him into trouble. So there's lots of parallels with a lot of other religions. You also find out that these people, at least some of them think that they are Christians. Um, the Russians brought Christianity here, you know, a hundred years ago. So they know what the Orthodox are, but they themselves don't have a church. The church that's all on the other coast, other parts of the country. Um, it's fascinating. So you spend some time with them, uh, but that's pretty much all you get, that there's devils to the, to the north. That is fair. Uh, Stephen, this is fascinating. The, the culture, the mythos. The, but I, I haven't seen a cannibalistic tribe before, but I have heard many stories, especially coming out of Africa and other places. So it would be interesting to get close. Well, I'm not... Particularly yeah, so... looking to meet any cannibals or uh, anybody with leprosy, which would be another reason to be shunned by the I, locals. I don't think, if they are cannibals, they tend to work in a certain ecosystem, the tribes. So if we are careful, they shouldn't harm us. But any, as long uh, as we I are mean, careful. speaking, uh, I, I'm I'm an anthropologist, uh, Monroe and many of these stories you hear about about cannibals um you would you get people get this idea that they're going around and like hunting people like one might hunt a deer and eat them but it's usually more part of their religious ceremonies eating the dead um which is awfully um it's it's very unchristian and and uh but it's not like they, I don't, if they are cannibals, I don't think that they're just going to uh, kill us and roast exactly. us, so to speak. That's what I was going to, they won't attack That's as what long I'm as we are at. careful. Yes, as long as we are careful. Well, and there's but... also the, the matter of firearms. I mean, if we're talking to people who walk 
on shoes made out of sticks in the swamp that the locals won't trade with. They're not exactly going to be out, able to outgun us. And we'll be and friendly. That is why I'm grateful for Eskin Bennings and Greenwood. You have weapons. That is the only thing I'm grateful for all three of you being here for. Again, a little comedy would be helpful for all of us. Should we be, uh, should we humor the locals and leave via the south and then go back north where we saw that print? That way we won't seem to be, you know, Disrespecting I don't think their warning. Yes, yeah, so head head directly north from here. Uh, who knows how they'll react we, if we go? We could go a bit east, but not north. But going by what Jack was saying, I don't. I think he knows that we're going to go up north, and that it won't stop us. But I guess out of respect for the rest of the tribe, if we go further back the way we came, then go north. But I don't see the said. point. We already told them we were going. But there's north. no. Why not? I, I I agree. I think we should go not north out. He knows we're probably going to go north, but we might upset the children or the the rest of the tribe that might might maybe start having questions. We might rock. You're right, their George. World. Think of the children. You're right. Well, let me let me the children. Let me say to that that the members of the tribe are busy. They're doing things. Um, in general, their interest in you was of the moment when you arrived. Um, you've spoken to their leader. Uh, at that point, they're just, they've all gone back to just whatever they're doing. They're not monitoring you. They're not watching what you guys are doing. Um, you doubt that there would be any interference if you just turned around and went north. Uh, it's, a, it's, of course, whatever you wanted to. But... Also, given that, you know, we were, we had our base camp and they sent us over between those two mountains. We probably have to leave on a similar pathway even to go back to where we were. Yeah. yeah so we can so. do it without a big show. Yeah. Uh, some good hallucinogenic mushrooms in the area too that granted there's not the peyote up here, but they're little red mushrooms. They're quite abundant in some of these areas. Agaricus, yeah. Um, all right. So is that what you guys are going to do? Yeah, pack up, make sure the mules and horses are fed and comfortable and drink a cup of burnt coffee and make our way out and around. I'd like to, I'd like the others to see the track we saw. I mean, Bennings might even recognize the damn thing. Reminds right. me when I was a little boy. So you, in fact, travel back to where uh, you, you're, you're back in the same area where you were. Uh, you're going to go back to where the track was. All right. So you go back to where the track was. It's still there. Um, it's a little later now. Maybe it's a little more crumbly, but it's definitely still there. The grass, however, has somewhat started to, you know, Bring it back. back up. Bending super sitting like this. Goodness gracious. My first guess was some kind of primitive snowshoe, but. Have I keeper? Nothing. From anything I've ever. Uh -oh. uh, it's quite unnatural. I've never seen anything like it before. 
It's a pity so many native languages we translate about 60 things as devil. It'd be nice to be have a more specific idea of what is it, Monroe? Ak, 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 something. Does that break down into some words that you know? Is it like lying sharp foot or is it more like uh, unbegotten or you know, son of a bitch or I think it is literally just the devil. So uh, this footprint remind you of dinosaurs, anyone? Do an intelligence roll. All right. I actually passed that with an extreme. Well, except for the fact that it's bigger than your foot, you'd almost say insect. Ugh. Yeah. All right. This this might actually be a big bug. <laughs> I, I think uh, we'll, we'll see your flying people before we see an insect of uh, of this proportion. Or a crustacean, like a big crab or a big uh, lobster or something like that. It's definitely got some odd characters hmm. to it. Well, I will say I hate all of that. Hmm. No, lobsters and crabs make good eating, though. I only trust Maine lobster. Anyway, it's a shoe. Uh, I, maybe I they trust make all it lobsters. out of. None of them have ever betrayed my secret. Sorry, I'm just saying stupid shit. Simon's saying something important. And I'm just. The last sorry. lobster that betrayed my trust went into the pot. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I met him, it was dark green. Uh, yeah, let's just head north and make decent time. Okay. Well, Saying that they might incorporate some crustacean elements into the shoes themselves, or they could be carved out of anything. I mean, you've seen totem poles that looks bizarre to a civilized white. So, you went to the tribe, you've come back from the tribe. So, we're going to say that it's probably going on 7 p.m. at this point, but you guys have eaten, um, you guys have rested. Uh, and it's still daylight out because it's not going to not be daylight out. Won't set. I thought we were going to spend the night there. Oh, did you spend the night there? That's that's what I thought, but I don't know that you anything... certainly could have. You were welcome to. All right. Yeah, well, then we'll just heading out with a full day. Well, then you know, just move this coffee. Yeah. Okay. Get, well, get good we'll rest. move this then until uh, well, let's say it's about. Eight o'clock in the morning that you were back here. Well, that's and good too, because the animals could rest. Yeah. And you start to head your, your way north. Um you're thinking a lot about the anthropological ideas of this whole thing that people people tribal people do tend to be afraid of areas that are more dangerous to uh, to traverse people go missing because people fall down a ravine or, or things like that and indeed as you move north after about a couple of hours 
the mountains are closing in. It's getting it's getting quite tight. The valleys are getting steeper. Um, the rivers are getting stronger and rushier. Uh, you find yourself moving along. Um, you're also gaining some height. You're you're going up the up the the hills and uh, trying to head for in between you know the mountain ranges the, and so forth. You 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 come to a point where you kind of clear a bit of a ridge, and you're looking down into another valley. Everybody do spot hidden. Mm -hmm. Success. Regular. I got a twenty-five, which Regular is a hard success. success. Okay. Did did anybody fail? Nobody. We fail. All right, so it's pretty obvious then. As you come over this ridge and you're looking down into this valley, you can see in the center of the valley, there is a bit of a grassy sort of plain. Um, it doesn't look particularly wide, maybe uh, 600 feet wide, and it goes the length of the valley. But from where you're looking down, there seem to be three black circles. Um, a long ways away from where you are, but they look like perfect circles. You don't know yep. if they're if they're little lakes, but you don't see any reflection off of them. They're just black. Like can holes. we size them up? Like like do we see a, a tree? Yeah, we there's, there's trees tree nearby. Yeah, you'd say so that they look like they might. That? They look like they might be 25, 30 feet across. No, mm. And they're exactly like the same size. Yeah, this, oh, wow. Nature doesn't produce something like this. They think this is signs of these uh, these people. Well, it looks yeah. like the works of man. Are they in a triangular formation or in a line or? They're, they're, they're more or less in a triangular formation, though it doesn't look like a, a perfect Equilateral, right. Yeah, it looks like we found sign of the, uh, oh, I can't, I never remember, sock, Akasak. Just say the devils. It looks like we found that our, our, our friend's devils. That's right. Yes, I don't appreciate your attempt at the, uh, well, I do appreciate yeah. your attempt, actually, but yeah. it, you best not. It's, yeah, not a strength. Uh, now they said that their devils were cave dwellers. Are there caves along this valley for that we can see? From where that? you are right now, you can't see, but mm -hmm. the more you look at those circles, the more they start to look like holes. Yeah, like those could pits. be the caves. My goodness. Uh, professors, are there people who live in vertical pits? I thought the point of caves was mostly horizontality for the rain and well, I mean, the, the, given the Possibly. other tribes' reactions to them, you'd assume something about them must be odd. I mean, there could be also they have an odd style of dwelling, or it Look, could they're, be they're vertical they could because be some they got kind wings. Of... <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> Lewis, are you a Christian man? Absolutely. Uh, do you think Christian God making man in his image made some men in with in his image plus wings? Well, I'm saying maybe they're animals. 
Yeah, like those large lobsters you were talking about. Or large lobsters with wings. Uh, I'm not familiar with too many animals that make perfect circles. Where did we find these people doing? I mean, bees make kind of hexagons are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, worms make pretty round tunnels, but we're not looking for worms, and that's a lot bigger than a body. That's a lot of creatures. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's uh. You know, a, a pit that they dug out for water, or you know, could be they could be three wells and they could be living on the side. Let's get RSs Anth- down there. Anthropology for those who have it. I actually have and 85 is not good enough. I have some anthropology, <laughs> so don't worry. But is a 49 successful? Oh, I have 45, so I will spend the four luck. <laughs> okay. You are suddenly reminded of the cenotes in uh, Mexico, in the Yucatan. Um, They may or may not be perfect circles, but they kind of look like perfect circles when you're off at a distance looking at them. But they're just straight pits down into the underground. Did you think it is possibly like bloody blur, exactly what the man in my head just said? (laughs) Yeah, there could be sinkholes. I don't think, though... I mean that's a that's a calcium sort of formation, and I imagine the earth around here. Well, that's pretty wild. Who knows? Let's just get our mules and horses down there. Yes, we definitely need to have a look. This is interesting. Um. All right. So you guys are making your way down into this little valley. Um. Do a who's who's first or who's in the lead? It'd probably be Lewis or myself. Yeah, okay. I think I'm usually taking up the rear. We're keeping the eggheads in between us so they don't just fall in a hole or get at by a badger. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll leave. Lead. Appreciate oh. it. All right. No, no, no. You're much older. All right. You have seniority. All right. Yeah. So as the two of you, are, you're making your way forward and everybody's following you. I would like you both to do spot hiddens. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Why? Extreme. Oh, wait. Extreme? How did you do, George? George just missed by a couple points. I'm Okay. I'm wondering if Lewis made an extreme. Oh, I made an yeah, extreme. He made an extreme. Oh, All right. Okay. So George, um, well, Lewis, you're right behind George. Uh, Lewis, what you notice at first, you don't know what it is. Is it a reflection of light? Is it a? Um, it, it makes no sense at first when you're seeing it, but there, there is something that is reflecting up uh, towards George. Uh, you, don't, you can't see what it is, but you see these little um, almost glowing blue lights suddenly you know, strike him in the side of the head and move back as he is walking forward. And as you move forward uh, in the, the air, you can see that there's little lines like some sort of flashlight beam, but they're tiny, tiny little beams.
beams of light like threads in the air. Um, they're blue. And George just passed like through one? He did. He's passed through a couple of them before you noticed it. In fact, you probably have too. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, you don't feel anything. Uh, it's just like an effect. Like the first thought you had was somewhere there's water and the, the light is bouncing up and shining, except that these look like little dots. Well, ain't that odd. Everyone hold up. What is this? What, what do you see in there, Lewis? I'll put my eye up to this laser. Okay, you're going to like get oh, into yeah. the... Okay. Um, do a... Do a spot hidden roll. I'll be damned. No, I failed. Um, you can't quite tell where it's coming from, but it's definitely coming from that direction. Maybe there's some trees or rocks over there. Um, how long do you stand there? Uh, until anyone else speaks up, because I did notify them. Okay. You all Do see I... this. It's, I mean, the effect would be as if somebody was shining laser beams at you. We don't know what lasers are, yeah. Right. They're in the air. They're, they're there. They're coming from somewhere. What is this? It's like, uh, are there is there crystal in the rock around here? It's like we've got strange little reflections, but not. There's no river. It's mostly trees in that direction that they seem to be coming from. Um, Lewis, do a dodge roll. I failed. You failed. Okay. So as you guys are all standing there, something, um, the impression that you get at first is it's a bat. Um, something comes flying from one of the trees uh, towards Lewis. And it hits him in the face, and it, Lewis, you feel it dig in little claws into your face. Um, it looks like a starfish, and it's it's latched onto his face. Cool! I'm screaming. I'm Is flailing around. Time? <laughs> what the what the yeah, fuck well, is that? Sorry, Lewis. <laughs> Lewis can do a sanity roll. Um, you try to, are you trying to pull it off, Lewis? I failed. I have an 80 and I failed. Yeah, I'll yeah, try to pull it off. Okay. Uh, Lewis, do a uh, do an intelligence roll. Okay. I succeeded. Okay. Um, you take a couple of points of sanity loss, but at the same time, you come to a realization that it's an animal of some sort. Like it, it could have been a rat or a bat or something that jumped out of the tree, but it's a starfish thing. You grab a hold of it and you rip it off and throw it to the ground. And there are little wounds in your face, five little marks where it seems to have grabbed. It, the thing falls to the ground and you can see it's got little things uh -oh. doing, you know, like like crab or something. Stop it on that with a boot. Yeah. Don't stab me in the foot. We're, right. we're both at it. Everybody else do luck rolls. I failed my luck roll. 
Uh, I passed. Okay. Uh, those of you who failed, you don't realize it, but you are crossing one of those blue lines somewhere on your body. And these star things come flying out of the trees and grab a hold of you wherever it is. Maybe it's on your ass. Maybe it's on your shoulder. Uh, but they they latch on and they grab a hold. If if you if you passed you 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 aren't you're you're not being attacked. I try to pull it off. Okay. Good heavens! They pull off fairly easily, but they do rip your clothes or they rip wherever they ah. are. And they're little little teeth like little remora teeth. I I'm gonna go about starting with Lewis's and just stab them in the ground like full-on stab to okay. I failed my sanity roll. So. Okay. Just take take oh, a couple of points of damage. Too. The sanity is mostly because it scared the shit out of you. Yes, that is good. Come on, you Greenwood and Bennings, do your job and what are, what are these creatures? Does anybody uh, have biology? No, I don't. No. Last time I checked starfish belong in the ocean. I heard the mosquitoes in Alaska were bad this summer, but this is it's some sort of mutant bats. I mean, oh, oh, they're dark. Are they yeah, they're, they're they're kind of yeah dark colored and they're they're bumpy like uh, starfish. Um, they don't and seem to have Benning's, any kind of wings or anything. But when Bedding stabs them, do they bleed? They bleed, kind of a bluish colored liquid. Does it end? Do, does it stop them? Do they? Oh then, yeah. Okay. I right, mean, imagine you're killing starfish. It's the same yeah. thing. They now, don't seem to be magically strong or anything. They're just did, animals. Did we comprehend that passing the laser beam is triggering them or? I think Louie did especially. Okay. Um, so we, we're not, understanding that sort of Although it's not necessarily triggering them. It's triggering them if you're standing there. Okay. Obviously, um, if you were walking, they would be flying past. Are there, they were... are there any of them like munching away on any of the animals? How are they? How are the horses and the mules? Well, the horses were all kind of behind you, so okay. they had so they hadn't quite got there yet. Let's just get out of here. We need to move them quickly down. So let's not let's if not we, dally. Can we, we go back up into the hills above these things? Bennings. Yeah. There's, you, there's woods you, everywhere. They they didn't can, do too much harm. Can you take one of those corpses little and wrap it up? Certainly. Yeah. One it's of a our specimen. This is a scientific discovery. I'd like to look at Lewis's wounds since he got her out of the face. There are five. Yeah, just a little bit of blood. Like a cat scratch, not like a fish hook. Right. It didn't rip his skin. It it, it punctured it a little bit, but all right. Uh, it's, maybe a it's, perfect some... little, it's a perfect little star pattern. Am I feeling mm, woozy kind of at all doing a self-assessment? No. Just just a little shaken. So it, with, with a no little worry. Bit of, with, with a little bit of uh, of uh, of uh, hiking, climbing skills in this vicinity, not here, but in elsewhere, similar terrain, would I be able to see like a, an alternate path to maybe get around here and still get to where we want to go? Well, you don't see any actual path of any kind. So you've been kind of pushing your way through the brush. 
you can do that any direction you want. Well, what do you, We've got what do you... some sort of flails and whips for the horses and mules. I think if we just are aware of these things and just whack them as soon as they come at us or onto us, then we'll be able to make it clear. Do any of you try to trigger? No, but I, I pull. I put my uh, expert drawing skills to use once again in case we lose our specimen. Oh, nice! Magnificent. It does look quite like the likeness is astounding. I mean, if you, if Doc, if you want to trigger this again, we can probably see where they're flying from. I wouldn't mind killing a nest of these little fuckers, just on general principles. Take a I, specimen. I fear if we try just plowing through them, we could get inundated with so many of these. We, you know, our, our wounds could build up and accumulate. We, we might. If I just, I'll, I will find one of the beams and just kind of walk through it and not linger. All right. Do, Nothing does it launch? No. All right. So we just need to move uh, along and maybe yeah, give as long it. as we don't stop. Get the animals through clean. Yeah, the, the animals though are long, big, and bulky, so it'll it'll take them a moment to cross that beam. They're faster than a human walking, too. True. Yeah, that's a little swat on the ass. That's, that's I think it's don't... motion. Motion detected or whatever. I think it's the lack of motion. It, it, I think if you just that's what I, I, mean. I can like get all just keep walking through them, just not stopping. Like they don't seem to mind if you just keep moving. Let's just get out of this area. It's you're oh, you're I... guessing, Doctor Dewey, that it's waiting for the opportunity for an animal to just be standing there, you know, grazing or eating. Yeah, plants. they don't they don't seem to tr want to try catching a moving target. Well, the thing about that, if it's waiting for an animal. Animals can't, they don't have, you know, fingers. They can't rip it off easily. So I'd hate to see what would happen if you left that thing on. Yeah. Is there some kind of mouth in between the mm -hmm. five? Uh -huh. Yeah. Like a little remora. Oh, nasty business. Right. It's like they're being fired out of a cannon, too. It's not like they can. You know, they didn't have wings. All right, I say we move through this area and then check the animals if they're, we'll get, if they're on. We'll get behind the, the horse's mules, give them a good swat, somebody yep. in front lead, and we'll just ride. We'll check it. over the animals afterwards. Yeah, some Bennings, you hold on to that specimen nice and tight because that could mean an award for me and Dewey if we get out of. Yeah, I just, I just have wrapped specimen. in one of the older uh, meat wraps. What do you think it tastes like, yeah. George? I don't know, maybe a little bit of uh, barbecue sauce on there and. Damn straight. I'd be good eating. Right. Reminds so me you, of a little boy there. Oh, sorry. We'll, we'll say that as you go forward, there may be a couple more incidents like this when, let's say, the horse itself is as passed through, but it's it's taken a little too long, and one of those things comes flying. Some of yeah. them miss the horses. Some of them hit, but you're able to pull them off quickly, and. Uh, and get get through and after a few minutes yeah it seems to have been localized there in those trees Damn bizarre how do you bizarre. find you find that the area that was flat that had these circles on it is actually raised up like a little mesa 
in the center up there. And all along the outside edge of that mesa, there are tunnels going in to the, uh, to the rock. They seem rough, but they seem to have some similarities. They all seem to be around the same height, around the same width of their rough. What are the heights and widths? Oh, maybe, you know, 10, 10 or 12 feet high, maybe 10 or 12 feet wide. Got it. We've done found ourselves a native beehive. I wonder if there isn't some natural porousness to these rocks that led people to shelter in them. Uh, are there, does it look like there are paths going in and out? Is the grass trodden? The, um, uh, in front of most of the holes, it's kind of gravelly and dirt. Um, there are plants growing around it, but you do see disturbances in the dirt. Uh, if you get up closer to one of them, you can see that it, uh, it looks like more tracks like the one that you found. Oh yeah, start tracking. Footwear. This is the right place, it would seem. How Almost. about signs of smoke coming out? Are the tops of these runnels charred as if they had cook fires inside? You, you don't see any evidence of smoke, but do, do a listen hole. Passed any rolls tonight? Eight oh, seven is a fail. <laughs> anybody? Anybody pass? Nobody pass? No, I, I right. forgot to put points into my listen. <laughs> I just have. 20. Well, let's say then that. Well, no, you, know, you don't. You don't hear anything unusual as you are approaching. What do you want to do? Well, maybe it's. Uh, I mean, maybe they are. Well, like many of the cultures up here, nomadic. Maybe they only use these particular caves for part of the year. I, I'm curious to go look inside, see if they have any, if they've left any pottery or, or paintings or something behind. Well, I think Monroe yeah, should possibly. stick his face in one of those doorways and call out a greeting in a few of his many languages. Yes, I, yes, I will. I will do no, do that. I'll try to be more obscure. So maybe you just want to start off with want to be more obscure. All right. So you you actually go up and uh, you're going to go into the cave or just stand at the entrance? I'm just it's going to stand at the entrance. Inside. A little at an angle. Okay. And I'm... You, uh... I could try tribal chant. You, you call out a tribal chant. Um, your voice, you can hear your voice echo. You can also feel a slight breeze coming from the cave entrance, which indicates that it might be a fairly large cave. Um, you can hear your voice echo for a second. It echoes and echoes. And then you hear a strange noise. It almost sounds like uh, like a, a hum, but it's not. It's not just a uniform hum. It's kind of a. It it fluctuates. Um, 
coming from somewhere deep inside and it wasn't there a moment ago hmm do you hear that we can all hear it just staking uh that doesn't sound like uh any language i know does it sound like it's folks? Just... Does it sound a little electrical to you? Yeah, electrical like a, or or mechanical? Like a pulsing yeah. drone. Yeah. Um, you didn't know. You I don't, don't like think... this. I don't like this one bit. Yeah. You don't think the Russians have been over here, do you? Well, the Russians have been all over well, before. It's... I don't it's mean. Re- I don't mean remote. from a while ago. I mean, oh, since the, it, the it's remote, it would be the perfect place to set up. It's not owned by anyone, mm-hmm. not yet. If Frisk had his way, so it, it's, a, this... it's a purchased territory of the United States, legal documents, but this is there no train tracks or footpaths or i mean this isn't uh, not a red soviet outpost by any stretch of the imagination it's probably i'd be more worried what with those star bats more worried about the giant beehive i'll take a step or two into the cave see if i see any of those weird light blue laser beam sort you of thing you don't see anything inside it's it's pretty much pitch black um but the the tunnel itself seems to be the same width and same height as you're going into it um do a listen roll okay take out one of our torches or our flashlights oh that's a complete fail and passed okay well uh, as George goes in, Louie, what you notice, Louis, you notice that the sound of George's footsteps changes. It goes from kind of a soft crunch to an almost metallic sound as he's stepping in. Um, George, you mentioned you pull out your torch. Yeah, like lantern. it in. Yeah, where where fine. you are and the entrance is all it's all rock, um, but you begin to notice that the rock itself looks odd. It starts to look not so rough. Um, do an intelligence roll. Oh no, not my strong suit. Oh, it's a pass. It it almost seems like the tunnel has been melted out. There are definitely places where the rock itself is melted. My God, eh, this I'm no scientist, but this this looks a bit unusual. Can any of you uh, identify what might have gone on here? Looks like it might be melted. I, I point flash the flashlight on it and point out to them. I don't uh, see any volcanoes. Do the rest it's of you go in? Are there yeah, stairs, I will, I will. George? Not that I can see. It seems to be going perfectly flat. I'm going to unholster the 30 6 rifle. This is bizarre. So are you all going in? Yeah. Yeah, I am. How, okay. how far apart of are the entrance spoke sort of 
cave mouths. Uh, there's another one probably within 50 feet of where you are. are. Uh, and this... Oh, so... And, and this is... These are underneath... These are on the side of the cake that the three big black holes were? Exactly. All right, so that's probably where the smoke goes out. Uh, and if they go, is it pretty straight, George? Seems to be pretty straight. Seems no. to be pretty straight. One one other come, and I'll go down to the next one, and we can see if we can even see each other's lights somewhere down in there. Sure. Honestly, I just don't want to go deaf when he fires the rifle in the... <laughs> Don't uh, I'll just, what is he expecting to shoot down there, you know? <laughs> I'll go more five or bats. ten more steps. That's it. And wait. Do we? Do you want to come over with me or Monroe? Uh, yeah, I'll um, I'll go over and I'll go grab my bag and get a get a flashlight out of it. And, yeah, let's go, Frisk. We can lean in and holler, hello, Bennings, can you hear me? Do I? Well, I mean, yeah, he's not that far away from you, but yeah, you can hear it echoing around ahead of you somewhere. I'll wait till the echo dies a little bit, like 10, 15 seconds, and then reply. Okay. Um, right. Alarmingly, after a couple of seconds, you hear another sound somewhere deep inside. It almost sounds like an old-fashioned ticker tape. Like clickety-click, click, 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 click. Nothing old-fashioned about that. Is is that you, uh, Dr. Frisk or Simon? The sound um, itself starts echoing around this clickety-click sound. Uh, and it's getting louder. Hello, maybe it's uh, maybe it's the tips of their spears on the stone or something. What do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a way to find out, though, and I'll start going into the tunnel with my flashlight. You're going ahead of Fisk. I'm following yes. George. Okay. Um, George. Uh, George and Lewis, what is I your... am with them as well, by the okay. way. Okay, so so uh, well, they're going first. So George and Lewis, um, what are your luck scores? Oh, Who's got the yeah. lowest luck? About forty-five. Oh, you know what? I was rolling earlier against sanity. I never rolled luck. Sorry about that. But I, when you asked for luck earlier, I rolled the fifty. Let's see if I. Oh my God! Really? Come in. 45 is the lowest. Oh, good. Thank goodness. Yeah, I got the lowest. <laughs> I got 45. So <laughs> well, there so, we go. So both, well, either one of you can roll the luck. Well, then then Lewis, you roll it if you've got the lower. All righty. Ah. 92. Unlucky. So <clears throat> you can hear Simon. Was it Simon who said something about the spears clicking? Um. There's there's a moment when somewhere down the tunnel, you almost get the impression of cl spears clicking, um, because of you heard him say that, but they are 
kind of red colored spears out of the, the edge of your light and suddenly coming into the light heading towards you is something that looks very much like a gigantic lobster crab thing and it is rolling towards you and as it comes towards you you suddenly see this array of light come from its head these sparkles of bright red incandescence uh as it's moving towards you alarmingly you can do a sanity roll Uh, oh, tell me now. 93. Oh, you got O2, Lewis? Yeah. Yep. Um, do a 1D4. Uh, George, when you're looking over his shoulder and you see these things, uh, you can do a 1D6. Oh, come on, Gary. Run. Ah. <laughs> No, do an intelligence do an intelligence roll, George. Oh, thank God, that's my weak suit. Now, of course, now I roll a twenty-five out of fifty. Okay, the lobster creature, whatever it is, is coming towards you. You know that it's a big, gigantic spider crab monster. Um, roll a one d eight. <laughs> Four. Four. Okay. Uh, you have hysteria. Um, you're going to just start screaming. Uh, uh, so George is screaming in Lewis's ear. Lewis, you've taken some sanity damage. You've, you've jumped back and yelled too as you see this, but you've got your wits about you. Uh, Simon and, uh, and Steph, uh, Stephen, you hear them yelling and screaming uh alistair you were behind them all uh you don't know what they're screaming at but but they're screaming scared the shit out of you you can do a sanity roll actually the rest of the other three can all do sanity rolls just from hearing the screaming first first good roll of a game i passed okay so if you passed you're you're keeping your wits about you Dewey, no, out, out, out. And I'm going to sort of push him no, toward the no. daylight. No, Frisk. They're distracting them. I, what in blazes do you mean? There's, there's a reason I wanted you here. Follow me. And I keep going. So you continue to head down the tunnel? Yes. Okay. Frisk, are you going to follow him? Dewey, what are you talking about? He's going. There was, and I kind of turn and, and call back. It, it wasn't a, it wasn't from the uh, anthropological association that I heard rumors of this being up here. Come, it's, follow, follow. What? You'll see. I'll follow him slowly, keeping an eye back toward the daylight. And when you say this, Dewey, what is this? Dewey seems to be moving forward rather quickly. Well, I'm going to keep pace with him. Okay. Preparing um, myself psychologically for the prospect that I need to shoot Dewey. Well, Simon, you start to notice, too, as you're moving forward, that the walls themselves seem to have taken on some luminescence. 
they are kind of greenish in color. Um, and they're getting more regular, like this is a man-made tunnel of some sort, some sort of Russian facility, maybe. Do we? Why did you bring us here? Do Meanwhile, we stop? <laughs> Meanwhile, Lewis and George and Alistair, uh, this thing is coming straight towards you. And Lewis, you're in the front. I've got the 30-06 rifle. I'm blasting away in sheer panic. Okay. The thing is large enough that it almost fills the corridor. So uh, you probably can't miss. All right. Um, but go ahead and roll just to see if you do a fumble. Oh, you know, I love fumbles. And I hit. Okay. Hit so you hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. All right. This is a 30-06. Yeah. D8, uh, D6. Test three. Okay. Uh you your bullet crashes into the midst of this thing. Uh and it suddenly lets out this noise that's very much like um like an insect buzz, uh only, only a lot louder and screechier. Um the creature flails for a moment and then sort of starts to back away but you can see there are other ones coming behind it um it seems to be buzzing at them and then they start flailing and moving away from you um run 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 you know what fuck this i make sure that if benning still had it on him the specimen of the starfish i will now have and then i am running out of the cave Okay. George, we gotta get out of here. Am, am so I fuck them too? I'm fucking going over. <laughs> well, you see that they are definitely afraid of your firearms. Um the one you have injured, um if you glance back as you are running, something very odd happens to it. It seems to sort of collapse into the arms of the other insect things. And then it deliquesces. It just suddenly turns into this whitish goop that falls to the ground and makes a puddle. And then the other things are standing there sort of flailing, but it looks like they're getting ready to come after you. Um, but you, you're running. You, uh, you run it. You're not very far from the entrance. So you get back and you run outside. Do a listen roll as you run outside. Uh, I'll spend six points to pass. Okay. Uh, you hear buzzing in the air outside. And as you pull away from the cave entrance and you look up towards the center of the plateau, you see one of these things in the air. It does seem to have large membranous wings, like a almost bat-like, but very strange looking. Uh, and it is, they're flapping quickly and it's hovering in the air. You can see that it's, little brain on its forehead is kind of lighting up in rainbow colors and, and communicating. Hmm. I you know knew it! No! You, you know what? Greenwood, Bennings, I hate you both. I'm fucking off. I'm running. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I'm going to try and record. I'm going to get one of the horses and I'm going off. Okay, so you're going back exactly the way you came? 
Yes, I'm going to use memory and my intelligence of memory to... Well, there are no paths, so there's only the path that you came down Exactly. On. Um, uh, Dr. Simon, Dr. I mean, Frisk, uh, what, or did you pull your gun? I did. Do we right. stop and explain or else shoot? <laughs> Frisk, I'm not the enemy here. You must understand. I've, I've read many things in my time. There are many things in Miskatonic's library. I've met interesting sorts of people and they tell me all sorts of interesting things, Frisk. Get to there the point, Dewey, get to the things, point. There are things on this earth that shouldn't be here, Mr. Frisk. And I couldn't just tell you, I couldn't just tell you what made those prints. You would never have believed me, but now you're here with your own eyes. This is just the outside, but there's something we must take care of deeper down. I'm not the, the enemy, Mr. Frisk. Please, you must, you must come this way. You will see them soon enough. I'd like to roll psychology. Sure. Ah, a success. Uh, yeah, Dr. Dewey's always been a little strange, a little uh, odd mannerisms now and then, strange furtive behaviors. Um, he believes what he's saying? Yeah, he's... But you're not sure if it's if it's nonsense. He he sounds like he knows what he's doing. He sounds like a lunatic, but he this sounds place like a lunatic is really disturbing. And I believe in his sincerity, not that he's trying to. So I'm lowering my gun, only you know forty to forty five. So what? is your plan here the these things these migo they build things in their nests come look come you'll see you'll see just see for yourself your eyes will do much better than your ears come, speaking, come. speaking of ears walking. the other three can do <laughs> constitution rolls as if you were deafened by louis by Lewis's gunfire. Um, all right, so the three of you have run outside and a couple more of these things have flown up into the air and they're starting to buzz in your direction. What do you do, uh, Lewis? I would say I'm, I'm grabbing George by the hand because he's still hysterical. With my other hand, uh, I will just get off I will I will swipe off all the the supplies that have been tied off to uh, the horses to mount the horse. Okay. Cuz I'm want to get out of here. George, snap out of it. You, you start to snap out of it, George. But you ah, are, all right. you are ah, frightened. Get out of here. I will put the <laughs> rifle in your hands. I'm riding. Okay. These are like giant wasps in the air. All right. You're a better shot than me, George. Hold them off. You going to shoot, George? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I can right now? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sure. Okay. Here we go. 
Oh, look at that. I think I jammed it. <laughs> oh, no. Is it? Is a 90, does the 96 break the rifle? <laughs> 96, no. You have, to, you have to get a double zero break oh, the okay. rifle. Sorry. So it, it, but it, it misses, obviously. Um, you shoot into the air, the, the crack goes off. Um, I'm still recovering from being hysterical, obviously. Alistair, you were running for another horse. Yes, I was trying to be ahead of him, getting on a horse and okay. then going back to where I have the specimen with me. Go ahead and do a ride roll. Well, it's whatever base ride is, which is whatever. <laughs> oh, a, twen a 20, and you know what? Fuck it, I'm spending the 15 look. Okay. You get on the horse, and for some reason, all of that stuff that you did when you were a kid learning how to ride a horse, it's come back to you, and you're able to control the horse as you start heading uh, back up to the ridge, uh, going into the next valley over. Uh, Lewis and George, you also manage to uh, get on your horse. Uh, uh, Lewis, you're in front, and George is in the back. Okay. All right. Uh, Dr. Dewey and Dr. Fr and, and Frisk. Um, with the keeper's permission, I think I'm going to roll power to see whether I can overcome the terror about this terrible okay. idea. Uh, and 35 is fine. So I'm going to follow him with my handgun okay. at, the, at the ready. You get to a point where there is a corridor going off to your right and to your left. It, in your mind, you're kind of imagining that it makes a circular uh, connection point. Um, you don't run right into it. Uh, Dewey runs up to the edge of it and peeks around the corner and you can see there are these giant spider things these red lobster monsters uh, running back and forth in the corridor, but most of them are going out the way you assume that Lewis and George were. There's none of them right where you are, but now you can do a sanity roll for seeing um, these things. Ooh, not successful. Okay, do a 1d6. Oh, one. All right. So you managed to slap your own over your face. And I'm, I'm going to turn the light off and just whisper very quietly, let them go after the others and then we'll go. Just wait. Right. So after a couple of seconds, um, the corridor near you is clear. And you can see there's a cord, of course, going in the other direction around the circle. Now's our chance. And now I, I go. <laughs> All right. Uh, you lead uh, Frisk behind you. You get to another junction and you look inside. And this one is heading towards the center of the circle. And when you look, there is a very large room. You'd say maybe 50 feet across. Uh, and in the center of it is this contraption of uh, cables and wires and canisters 
and directly above it is a kind of a moon window, a circle in the ceiling, um, perfectly round, maybe 25 feet across. Uh, and this whole contraption is glowing with green light. Uh, all of these canisters around it in a pyramid-like circle with uh, connection and it's glowing and it's blinking and there's lights and there's stuff going on. Is this what I shoot, do we? Or did sure. you bring a bomb? Sure. <laughs> and I'll open up my bag and pull out the explosives. He has an explosive. Risk, don't you understand? No. These things that are everywhere. They're everywhere. You need to see. You needed to see, Frisk. Uh-huh. You have a responsibility to the American people. These things are everywhere, Frisk. You need to go a, and tell the others in your, your organizations. Do you have a map, do we? Which of the two of you has the least luck? I have 80 luck. I have 45 luck. Simon, you can do it. Ooh, 36, 36, it's okay. Okay. Um, so you're the one who sees it first. You notice that something, there's a, there's, there are doors all around this room. Um, coming through one of the doors is one of these Miko. Um, it seems smaller than the others. Uh, it doesn't seem to be moving in an alarming manner, but it does seem to be moving towards the central thing and adjusting dials. And They use tools. These are machines. They built them. And you'll never guess what's inside the cylinder. Meanwhile, Louis and George <laughs> and Alistair are heading uh, up and over and down the valley. However, you can hear buzzing in the air. These things are chasing you. All right. Well, I've got one hand on a rain, the other, my revolver. George, he's lining up a shot. If anything comes near us, I'm going to put three shots into it. You two okay. shoot them while I keep going. Good. They are obviously moving through the air faster than you guys can actually ride. I trust um, George. He's a good shot. Yeah. Go There's ahead, no George. Way I, I could not fail the second shot. Of course you're doing this. Yep. Hey, now. Let's, let's, not, let's not discourage my dice. Do I get to shoot? Yeah, shoot. And I'm readying in action to see if they swoop oh, down. Six. It's oh, a crit with yeah. a three on six. Right, What's an ahead. odd six too? Devastating. You you hit it square in the center. You do a one d eight plus one d six plus three plus uh, like seventeen plus seventeen <laughs> because it's an impale. Well, it's it's line. it's still forty feet away from you, so. Oh, okay. So, so an uh, a a uh, critical 
success hit doesn't got it okay yeah. uh, okay yeah d10 plus three oh no d6 pardon me d6 eight oh fooey not as good five six seven eight nine ten. oh ten again ten okay uh you hit the thing uh you see it immediately lose altitude it starts falling out of the sky it's it's struggling its wings are struggling to keep it aloft and it's at that moment that you do notice that these things are holding something in their hand. They look like boxes of some sort. And suddenly, over your heads, there is a crack of thunder and a lightning bolt that hits a nearby tree, and the tree explodes as these things are coming after you. Ah. Uh, one of them Keep is shooting, to, George. One of them is going to try to hit Alistair. Alistair, what do you want to do? Well, I'm going to keep going, so I guess I would dodge out the way, but I'm on a horse, so it will have to be. Might be a ride roll. You're a horse dodge. Ride. Dodge in a, a horse. horse. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you as a rider dodge, whichever one's better for me. Definitely dodge is better yeah. because that's 50, so 50 50 chance here. I'm going to spend the five luck. <laughs> okay. Um, running out of luck. <laughs> your five luck gets you to uh, regular? Just they're regular, yes. I got an 03. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I should have just spent all of <laughs> No. However, I hit your horse. Um... Uh, the uh, the lightning bolt cracks down out of the sky and hits the horse. Uh, the horse neighs quite loudly and throws you from from its back as it collapses to the ground, smoking like it's been cooked internally. Oh my um, god! Uh, do a do a luck roll to see how you land. And then let's say one 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 oh. or one d three. 97. Oh, okay. Then 1d6 uh, for damage. Luckily. Okay, so you're hit and you're injured. Uh, Guys, you're behind him, so you see this happen. What do you want to do? Oh, we're jumping right over him and we're going to keep going. (laughs) We're going to keep going. Yep, (laughs) correct. All right. Hey, you, I shout, I will give you all the money you want. Uh, I can't uh, hear you from the ringing. <laughs> uh, Frisk and Dewey, uh, what are you going to do next? You're watching this sort of scientist bug uh, adjusting the machine. Should I shoot it? If you want. And I'm going to start taking the explosive device and start crawling underneath into the heart of this thing. Okay. Um, Dr. Dewey, do a... Stealth bowl. No. <laughs> I'm right. an academic, not a stealth person, so that's a miserable failure. Simon, what were you going to do? Did you were you going to shoot or just stand there and watch? I uh I think I was I mean, the question if I want to shoot it seemed almost rhetorical to me, but I have like the impression that Dewey plans to die here and I was brought to get the word out, so I don't want to 
So I'm sort of waiting and aiming. Okay. You see, um, you see Dewey get down on this on the ground and start to scoot forward to, to try to get under it. He starts to go underneath this thing when the uh the scientist bug suddenly sort of like this and starts moving around to where Dewey is. And you see one of its claws coming down and reaching down to grab a hold of uh, Dewey's leg. All right, go ahead and try. Uh, oh, Christ, 94. Okay, so you don't hit the bug, but you do hit the machine. Uh, you hit one of the canisters, and all of a sudden, this human scream comes from the machine uh like somebody is in excruciating pain or your when you, your bullet hit um the creature also turns around to look how do you know if it's looking at you you can't really it doesn't look like it's got eyes or anything it turns its flashing uh brain in your direction uh and for that moment uh dr dewey you are released and uh you can continue it it's freaking out it's buzzing and freaking out uh yeah, so i'm going to start backing toward the uh exit we the point of okay. egress that we came in and okay. i'm going to at some point you know round i'll take another pot shot at the bug doctor okay as you start to retreat the bug uh, moves away from both of you over towards, I guess it's a table. It's not really shaped like a table, but it does now that you look seem to have things on it. And it seems to be grabbing for one of these things and then turning towards and like it's pointing in your direction. Uh, you have no idea what it's doing. So you might have some idea that it's <laughs> trying to do something. It might be attempting to defend itself at its nest, yes. Alistair. Um, oh, go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll fire whatever we know. Okay, try firing again. Okay, 34 is a normal success. Okay, this is a handgun? This is a handgun. And uh, I didn't even put any stats on it because I was... Uh, is, it'll say it's a 38 special, uh, uh, 1d10. Five. Okay. You hit it. Uh, you hit one of its claws. It drops the thing that it's it was holding. Um, it flails its little arms about. The, the, the brain starts to turn, you know, red and yellow. And it immediately runs towards one of the doors to get out. Um, right, maybe a little fight Dewey time. All right. The other three. Uh, Alistair. Um, one of these things is heading straight towards you. And it's way faster than you are. Of course it is. Um, is there anything around me? A rock or a... There's rocks, there's tree branches, there's, there's all sorts of things. There's a lot of cover, but... Uh... Problem is it's seen. Um, I... The, the dead horse is near me, right? Yeah. I am going to roll up to the horse... 
I'm going to hug the horse, say my goodbyes, and hope for the best. <laughs> I'm actually going to chant in um the local language, uh, try to a dispelling chant. So I'm going to go spiritual as I'm hugging this horse. Uh, rather unceremonious, the thing flies down, and with a great thump, it hits the ground next to you, and its claws come out and grab a hold of your legs, and it goes airborne again with you in its arms. Uh, Lewis and George. Uh, George! If, if you're looking back, you see the thing rush off with, with Alistair. To outrun the bear, just don't be the slowest. <laughs> and I, I'm going to keep riding. Is oh, it, yeah. Are any of them still following us? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the closest one, try to line up and, and put it around right through it. All right, go ahead and try. Here we go. Here's try number three. Let's see. Extreme fail, extreme success, and... Oh, my gosh! Oh, it's 007. This is this is double oh you go James seven. Bond on it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh I'm gonna be yeah. all out of focus now. Okay. Wow. In a row. Okay. Is now that is that an extreme for you? Yeah, that's an extreme. Okay. With an extreme, I'm just going to say that you hit the box oh, that yeah. it's carrying. And when you do, there is an explosion of thunder in the sky and lightning bolts shooting all over for that moment and the thing is literally fried in the air and it comes down like a chicken wing and you know and, and hits the ground uh but at that point you can Woo! see you can see the other one descending with uh with poor alistair uh probably into one of those holes in the hive um now there's nothing Together. chasing you no one's chasing no one's chasing you nope Oh my god! We're free. I think. We're free. I think. I think they got. I think they got Alistair. We got to get the army. Yeah, this is crazy. What? What the? What the hell were those things? They were like flying lobsters. I thought they were joking and just trying to tell scary ghost stories. But what the? But the, did you see it? It was like with the. I animal. saw it, George. I saw it. All right. We need to get the goddamn U.S. Army up in here. Alistair. They're gonna, they're gonna believe you, obviously. <laughs> um the thing is clamping down pretty badly on your ankles and it hurts. Um, you're dangling there in the air, you're terrified as you fly through the air. Uh it flies over to one of these big circles in the ground, and you can see that it's a kind of window into a glowing green room. Um the structure is looks at first like it's glass. But it opens up like a almost like a camera shutter. And the thing brings you down inside and it closes over you. There are a couple of these things inside there as well, though not as big and heavy and armored as the one that's flying you in. And they don't seem to have wings. They're smaller versions of this. And they seem to be all hovered around a machine um, as they as the thing lands with you in it, they come over with what looked like weird medical instruments. And uh, play chess. You can uh, 
you can do a strength roll. Good luck. Um, and uh, see if you can break free of them. I am willing to spend all my luck if need. <laughs> what you get? I, will, I got no free. I'm going to spend two luck to get no one. Okay. I won't show, but my camera will go out of focus. You, you, it. you got, you got, uh, you got an extreme. Um, as they sit you down, you can tell that what they are going to do is they are going to manhandle you over to that table and do something horrific to you. But in that moment, you kind of slip yourself loose. You can see there are other tunnels leading out of it. And so you just run breakneck towards one of the tunnels. Um, I, yeah, three. So, so you disappear into one of the tunnels before they can really react. Meanwhile, uh, Simon and Dewey. Dewey, you've managed to get pretty much directly underneath the, the pyramid of canisters. It's time to it's probably more or less. Of... It's probably TNT with a, mm -hmm. uh, a timer on it. Yep, so I'm setting it, just tucking it away up in the middle of this thing. Okay. And now I'm crawling for my life back towards risk. So you are commander there, Doc? If I yes. can. Yeah. <laughs> and Frisk, you are hearing more clicking coming from tunnels all around you. Something's yeah. they're heading in this direction, probably. The alarm's out. Uh, stay close, and I'll sort of wait for him to come up to the edge of the chamber while we're next to an e exit. Okay. And then try to, you know, top our way out. But okay. do a luck roll. Oh, crud. Nope. 57. Okay. Can't spend um, luck on it. You can't you can't identify which tunnel they'll be coming down. It could be any of them. Yeah. So um Dewey joins you. Dr. Dewey joins you. Uh Dewey, you've probably got 30 seconds before it goes off. What are you going to do? I'm going to tell Brett it's time start running. I'm going to write down four numbers. Uh, between one and eight. And I want you to roll an eight-sided dice to decide which tunnel you run down. One. Right. Two. If he was in charge right. then. I rolled seven, three, one, and two. So as you turn to run down the tunnel, one of these things is coming in your direction. And this is a big one with armored uh, armored plating. Um, Dr. Dewey, you don't have a gun or anything, do you? That is correct. All right. So it is going to barrel forward and attack you. 
I'm going to try to dodge. And by dodge, I mean go under it and just okay. keep going out. Okay. 21 is a regular success for dodge. And I failed. So <laughs> they're big and clunky, and you're not quite as afraid as, you know, you've got some preparation here. Um, you do. You do one of those great slides on the ground, and the thing just passes over the top of you. You come out on the other side, regain your feet, and start running. Doctor uh, uh, Simon, what do you do? Uh, so I know it's it's a big one, and it's shuttling toward me. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm not smart enough to try that move in my armed, larger what capacity. So I'm going to fire at it. Okay. And it's almost point blank. So uh, 26 is a success. It's not a okay. hard though. We'll give you a uh, um, impale because it's literally right in front of you. Um, so what's your total damage? So that's a, a 1d10 and the impale is d10? Maximum damage, yeah. yeah. So it's right. d10 plus 1d10. Oh, and I got a 9, so 19. So as it uh, as it's just about to to barrel right into you and it's right in front of you, you put that thing almost right up to its brain, and fire the thing, and the thing lurches forward, lets lands on the ground, and um, there's just like a moment when it's there on the ground, and then it sort of it liquefies yeah. and and becomes this white goo on the floor. Um, but you can see the tunnel's clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, given that I know that he's planted as much TNT as he could comfortably carry, I'd like to get out of the exit and then just around to the block rather than running into the field or standing in front of the exit. Just want to get eat. Okay. So we'll just have Dewey and uh, and Frisk do luck rolls as you run to the door and get out of the way of the blast. Huh, 31. Oh, one. Yeah, Dewey knows what the hell he's doing. Uh, Dewey may have done this. Dewey, Dewey may have already been doing this in Africa and Australia and other places. Um, as you guys clear the exits and you you get out of the, the the line of fire, there is an almighty whoosh. Um, Louis and George, you hear from behind you somewhere this great whoosh. And if you look back, there is a glowing ball of green in the air. Um, like an atomic bomb going off. That's not really an atomic bomb. Um, Simon and uh, Dewey, you see uh, the ground scorched uh, in front of the uh, the caves, and you see this big gigantic ball of green up above. Um, Alistair, you were inside when the thing went off, there is a, a green dragon fire that suddenly rips through one of the doors, hits the machine in the center where you're standing and it goes up, you're obliterated. So you don't feel anything. Um, 
and you find out the truth that there's nothing after death. And uh <laughs> it seemed to happen while I was running down the hallway that I went into as I was running uh yeah. Um and uh there is uh after this explosion occurs, uh Dewey and Frisk, you manage to I mean you can walk away. Um well do a luck who's got the worst luck do a luck roll to see if any of the horses were not in the way Frisk some of the horses the are gone luck. yeah uh nope 75 is very not good so the horses are unfortunately obliterated as well um so your so, earlier content warning ep epilogue um Lewis and George, uh, do you head back to civilization or do you head to that tribe? We're heading to the tribe. Okay. We'd stop by there first. So you go there and you explain to them, well, you can't explain to them, you don't speak their language, but uh, um, they're all looking at you like, we told you, you know, don't go screwing with the devils. And uh, you managed to eventually get back to civilization. I'll uh, say so Dewey and Frisk. Let's see if you actually survive. Neither one of you have any survival training. Um, I have a little, but it's, I mean, it, still usually there are things like, I mean, I guess we could eat some fried horse before we leave. And there's been some fresh water, but... No. Also, maybe uh, we're irradiated with Migo green fire. I mean, that's probably true. So, in that case, you guys make it somehow back to civilization, emaciated and struggling, and you've got strange, strange wounds or burns on your skin, and you probably die of cancer the next year. Uh, which is horrible. Um, Lewis and George, uh, start to think that nobody is going to believe a word of, of what this, and uh, you also start to realize that you're not going to get paid either because people who yeah. are paying you. Yeah. Are we're, we're crossing off Miskatonic University as potential clients, <laughs> and one, one thing is for certain, we went too far north. And that's the end of the story. Uh, so, Morgan, go ahead. <laughs> so, in case you haven't figured it out, um, Dewey has completely lost his mind. He's been chatting with people who worship some entity named Hostor, and they've been telling him that in order to that these Migo are causing a problem and that they need to get rid of them and there's great rewards for humanity, et cetera, et cetera. And so he's been organizing he's, expeditions to go take care of these problems. He's in the Brotherhood of the Santos, which is the Brotherhood of Yellow. That's the goldenrod colored shirt under his sweater. You know, I should have asked you some more specific questions about where you got this tip off. It's like, did you have aerial photography? 
No. <laughs> it, cult knowledge. Ah! <laughs> you know, his, his sanity was 15. Um, Holy smokes. And I told him that anytime he rolled sanity, I told him to roll sanity, he didn't actually lose anything because he's already damn near nuts. He also had 20, 20% Cthulhu Mythos. 20% Cthulhu Mythos. And, uh... <laughs> and so my, I made a joke about that, you know, I have to bring somebody along to throw in front of the bear, so. How much, Tom, just drawing the curtain back, did you improv on the spot? <laughs> a lot of it. In fact, I'm glad that I've got the internet because... You guys kept asking questions, and I looked really quick. Uh, how do you say devil in Aleut? Ah, Sabaata, <laughs> you know, like this. And how do you, uh, what gods do they worship? And I pulled those up, Agagos and the Raven. And uh, yeah, that was course. incredible, Tom. That was good. Thank you for running. Um, yeah, that was a very successful improv. And, and having a plant, I think, was a really good step in that. Yeah. Because you have, yeah. there's a, that's a kernel that you know is there so that it's not just it was really a last minute thing because i was like really desperate to figure out something and i thought oh, what if one of them's a, a, a cultist <laughs> whoever gets to play a cultist that's always a fun you know you, you get to, i i thought at first i would be the cultist but then i thought oh that's why i, I asked who wants to be the leader because mm. whoever said they wanted to be the leader would be the cultist. Oh, wow. All right. So let me go ahead and finish this up. Our players included Alex Sun, Morgan Llewellyn, David Gassaway, and Stuart Lively, and Josh Harwood with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the fine arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.